The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, a recent opinion piece um, that was in one of the Camrose newspapers, uh, if I remember correctly, suggests the Middle Ages are having a moment for both good and bad. Dr. Brandon Alakis is an assistant professor with the English program at the University of uh, Alberta Augustana faculty, and he writes, quote, The appropriation of medieval culture has been in the news a lot over the past few years. Thanks to shows like Games, Game of Thrones and Vikings, it's also, unfortunately, widespread among groups promoting racism and white supremacy. To take a closer look at this, Dr. Alakis joins us now. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks. I thank you for having me. Okay, Brandon. So what got you thinking about this? What was it that what, that triggered it for you? Well, I think this is not a, a new phenomenon, um, but certainly in, in the recent past with the uh, elections in the South, uh, the U.S. presidential elections, and certainly with the, the rise and certainly the, the rising voices of, of hate groups in Canada and in the U.S., we've seen a lot more um, imagery and mm-hmm. iconography taken from the Middle Ages to support this this idea of, of a past that's culturally unified or, or, or homogenous. When you talk about some of those that, that imagery, like what? Can you can you explain to my to my listeners like what? I, I, I have a pretty good idea of what you're talking about, but uh, for those who, who might not know, uh, give us an idea. Sure, certainly. So, for example, you often see um, images like Thor's hammer being mm-hmm. appropriated by the, the sons of Odin. Um, you see images of, of black eagles on a, a yellow background. This was a very popular uh, image in the Middle Ages. It's also used by alt-right groups. Um, more politically, um, you see images, and this certainly happened in the last U.S. presidential election, uh, images of Donald Trump dressed as uh, a medieval knight. Mm. And the slogan uh, above his head was a Latin tag Uh, the red deus vault or in english god wills and this was a rallying cry um meant to inspire christian soldiers to go and fight in the crusades and Mm. often in in those sorts of images you see ideas or or phrases that suggest that the west somehow has to be liberated (laughs) uh from some sort of foreign foreign invasion and so again it's all tying into these ideas of of a past that's uh, culturally unified. Okay, so I want to get to that, but I think there was a couple of other things I wanted to talk about first. Um, mm-hmm. In in your op-ed piece that you wrote, um, and just just so people are aware of where these are being used, I mean, you you, you talked about that horrific, horrific massacre in, in Christchurch, mm-hmm. New Zealand, and the accused shooter's fascination with Charles Martel, and, and there was a little bit made of it. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot uh, of talk. There, there was some, but for those who don't know, who was that? Who was Charles Martel? You no, know, that's a great question. Uh, Charles Martel was a, a French aristocrat and soldier. And in the early Middle Ages, he lived in the 8th century. Um, he was involved in some skirmishes in the south of France. As time went on and his legend was appropriated and used, um, he became this, this figure, this icon that 
came to represent the, the West in this sort of titanic struggle between a, a Christian West and an Islamic um, East. Mm. So this this name, Charles Martel, and that was that was the again one of the inspiring uh, figures for this this uh, person who perpetrated these attacks. Um, again, it goes back to this idea that somehow in the Middle Ages. Um, mm-hmm. It's this East versus West, mm. Christian versus um, other groups. It, mm. In this case, is an Islamic other. And then uh, when we go back to, uh, what was it, uh, Charlottesville and that rally a couple of years ago, and there was a picture, and I think it was that that Odin's cross was kind of front and center. Yes. It was being used there. But you know what, Brandon, as you mentioned, I mean, hasn't this hasn't this been going on for, for hundreds uh, of years? I mean, you look at uh, you know the KKK, you look at uh, Nazi Germany and how they did the same thing. Absolutely. I mean, you know, is this... Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I guess what I'm trying to say, it's been, it, it's, it's not new, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not being used. The, these symbols are being mis, are, are being misused. Yes, absolutely, and I think, I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, this, I think, going back to the 19th century and the rise of the Ku Klux Klan uh, in the United States and the, the sort of early appropriation of this medieval culture again to to support their ideology of a of a a racially unified or homogenous uh cultural elite Uh um and certainly in 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 nazi germany the same types of phenomenon they they play out again and again so yes i mean this this is a tendency uh that you can see in in different contexts but for for i mean what i'm interested in uh is the way that the Middle Middle Ages, anyway, serves as this sort of field for people to pluck um, these images from to support their cause. And and what prompted me to write the the article, anyway, was to show, anyway, that that these ideas, it's, it's... it's totally groundless and that the Middle Ages was not this period yeah, you, that people often think it is. Yeah, you write about what these groups are getting wrong when it comes to the Middle Ages, so let's kind of break that down a, a, a little bit. And one it says that what all of these groups have in common is their promotion of a distorted image of medieval Europe that, suppo- Europe that supposedly existed in racially and culturally homogenized units. Can you expand on that? Yes, uh, absolutely. Well, first... Um, I think it's 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 very helpful for us to to realize that in the Middle Ages, concepts of race and ethnicity don't necessarily mean what we understand them mm. today to mean. So, for example, often uh, when people think about race, they think about race as being bio, uh, biological and. This isn't necessarily the case. I think most 21st century scholars believe that that race is a conceptual category related to culture and possibly geography. But in the Middle Ages, people believed that certainly biology played a a factor, but that race was also a a, a cultural construction. And it wasn't something that was uh, established fixed boundaries between people. It allowed people to come in and out. So, for example, if a person belonged to one people, let's say, and they moved or they married uh, into another community or kin group, they could very easily adopt a new what we would call cultural identity, mm. and that was not that was not problematic in the Middle Ages. 
and that was actually more common than people realize. And one of the things you also touched in in the article was uh, when it came to medieval, when it came to that time, um, and, and one way to understand how medieval people viewed diversity, <laughs> diversity, there's yes. the word, is yes. to speak their language, which was Latin. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, and this comes back to this idea of, of, of race and, and ethnicity, and, and medieval people Certainly, uh, the educated elite spoke Latin, and the words they would have used uh, to talk about race and culture, uh, words like um, populus, like our word people, or gens, like like uh, just a, a, a group of people, um, kind of like we talk about plants belonging yeah, yeah. to different genuses. Um, those, uh, those words... Uh, were meant in much more of a fluid way than, than, than we might think of them, and that the medieval people did not believe in very strict, again, biological definitions of culture, and, and that they were much more porous. And if you look back, certainly, too, at the, the demographics of countries uh, like England, let's mm. say, or France, but let's stick to England, um, they were certainly much more culturally multiple and, and complex than we often think. Mm. Certainly in the 19th century uh, and forward, there's this idea of England as a very, again, uh, a, a homogenous cultural place. There's the English, but certainly the Middle Ages, um, in the Middle Ages anyway, it's, it's much more complex. There's so many different peoples. There's Celts, there's, there's Picts, mm-hmm. there's Anglo-Saxons. It's, it's, it's much more of a mosaic uh, than, has, than is popularly thought. It's, um, it's a lot more like Canada. <laughs> Dr. Brandon Alakis joining us this, this afternoon. Uh, I think one of the final um, paragraphs uh, in, your, in your article, uh, or the line, which just caught me, and it says the Middle Ages were infinitely richer and more complex, and you mentioned this, than the narrow and two-dimensional vision of xenophobic groups who use images taken from this period to promote hate <laughs> and division. Brandon, why do you think then that these symbols are being taken and being used by these groups? Well, that's, no, that's a great question. And certainly this is something I've, I mean, I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking about. And I think, I think these groups, um, in order to support this, their, their, this ideology, I think certainly they, they're, they're looking for a period or a place that they can find some sure foundation and support uh, for these ideas. And this idea that you know, if we can just get back to a past, get back to when it's, it, was, it was better than in the Middle Ages. And I, always, I often think about the, the slogan, make, you know, insert yeah. adjective, great <laughs> again, you know, this, this, this nostalgia for a past. And I think the Middle Ages, popularly understood, I think it seems anyway, especially certainly in, in, in movies and you know what we think about the middle ages it seems like a very unified place so it it would be this ideal kind of site for these groups but i think what's helpful for us though to realize is that 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 simply was not the case and that medieval people were actually really at home with complexity and the ideas of nation and and race again all of these concepts that we use today are anachronistic Mm -hmm. they didn't exist as such so I think, anyway, it's it's helpful for us to to realize that. 
Yeah, and you know what? It's interesting, you know, Brandon, growing up, I just grew up thinking that the the swastika was, you know, Nazi Germany. I, mm-hmm. I didn't realize until um, I, you, know, did, you do some research that, no, there's there's a whole other background to it, right? And and I suspect that these folks, if they actually spent some time and, and uh, you know, did a little bit more research into some of these symbols, mm-hmm. um, that they might be surprised or decide not to use them. I think so, and I think I think the other thing is that if they if if people are encouraged to look back at the past and and really kind of explore its complexity, um, I think I think we might also see that there isn't so much of a need to feel threatened by otherness or other cultural groups that want to join a community, and that this process has been going on for literally millennia and it's not something new and Uh, there really isn't anything to 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 be afraid of well um that's the message right there nothing to be afraid of and uh, unfortunately um well, I'd like to. I'd like to think that it's going to get better, uh, Dr. Lackis. I, I, I really would, but uh, I'm not so sure. Some days. Uh, thank you for joining me. Thank you for taking the time this afternoon. I, I appreciate your insight. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, take care now. That's Dr. Brandon Lackis joining me this afternoon, an assistant professor with the English program in the Department of Fine Arts and Humanities, University of Alberta, the Augustana Faculty. Uh, you can read his op-ed piece. Um, you just have to Google it. It's uh, how hate groups misuse medieval symbolism to promote white supremacy. A little more food for thought this afternoon.